Hi, this is the Brand Runner Podcast, where we discuss brand building, marketing trends, and tech. On October 7th, the terrorist organization Hamas entered Israel ground and committed crimes against humanity. Rightfully so, since then, Israel entered a war against Hamas to eradicate this terrorist organization, rescue the hostages, and make sure that this does not ever happen again. Following these events, we saw a frightening rise of anti-Semitism worldwide. From pro-Palestine protests to violent aggression against Jews, and even the Magen David tags in France, it feels a lot like we're back in the 1940s all over again. Not truly understanding the events and their implications, a lot of people are currently protesting against Israel and even boycotting companies that support Israel, Israeli brands, and Israel-funded brands. Brands are caught in a crossfire. Israeli or not, how should brands handle this behavior and how should they communicate when facing boycott? To discuss this topic, I have a special guest on the show today, my friend Yoni Golan. Yoni Golan is a former head of innovation and digital video at Keshet, the major media and news outlet. And now Yoni Golan is a colleague at Monday.com and is a content creator, creating a lot of cool thought leadership pieces, raising brain awareness for the company. Hi, Yoni. Hi. Hi, Fabian. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Same here. Can't wait for you to share your wisdom on all this. We always have great conversation in the office and now on this pod. As I mentioned with the recent events, we see a lot of so-called activists boycotting brands that support or are funded by Israel, including major brands like Disney, Starbucks, or McDonald's. I will start by saying that I read that there are currently no international brands that have publicly supported Palestine, while other brands just don't seem to say much. But on the other end, I saw the request to all Muslim communities to ban all Israel-supported or funded brands or products. And you have brands like Unilever, Kraft, Nestle, McDonald's, Nokia, or even Carrefour and so on. So it's a little bit inconceivable because in the end, we're talking about a lot of major worldwide groups. So my first question to you, Yoni Golan, is should brands express an opinion one way or another? Um, that's a, it's a really good question, but... Um What I feel is uh, brands are at, in a very tough spot today. No matter what they do, it's really hard to get it right. Because uh, whatever you say, there's two sides, sometimes even more to the coin. So if you say something going that way, it, it'll, you'll get a pushback from that side. You say something like that. The other way, you've got to push back from the other side. So um, what I feel is that brands should, brands should only address political matters or specifically the, the war in Israel. Brands should only uh, address that if they have a direct uh, interaction with the situation. Meaning, Coca-Cola shouldn't say anything. Like, their best bet is to just sit quiet. It's like saying, okay, this is not my business. I'm in the business of making drinks. I'm not in the business of saying who's right and who's wrong in any topic. So, uh, and, and brands that are actually involved, I'm trying to think of a good example, but brands that are, let's say, uh, brands that have uh, immediate contact with what's happening, they might, they might act differently. 
we saw a very interesting example of uh, of the um, Patty. I forget his name. The the guy who runs Web Summit um, from I forget the the company that he works for that he owns, and he was right off the bat saying uh, uh, the Palestinians are the victim and Israel is the oppressor, and uh, and. Uh, eventually, he got a really, really strong pushback from the the tech community, specifically Israeli, but also worldwide. And apparently, he 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 should have kept his mouth shut. He should have just say, "Okay, I'm not a geopolitical genius. I don't know all the information, and why should I weigh in in something that is not my business?" and and if the, I think, generally speaking, that's that's how brands should consider it. They should not, and I'm not talking just about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. I'm talking in general. Why, unless you have, unless you're affected as a brand from the situation, you know, don't say anything. It's like, especially in these times where it's like uh, where everything is, everybody is so touchy about everything and everything can turn into a, a political event you know um, so that's that's what I feel yeah. feels like these days a lot of people are considering themselves uh, geopolitical experts <laughs> you know yeah that's true <laughs> uh, but I feel that this time it's different because it's not political right it's not just political people need to look at the facts and uh, not to trust but to verify the facts you know and you know it seems a lot of people there's a lot of disinformation mm-hmm. going on and regardless of what political party you're in what happened on October 7th is a thousand percent unaccept- unacceptable and period you know so if such behavior is not sanctioned immediately at the international level which is you know what it's, it's an issue when you look at what's happening with the UN and all those things. Uh, it, it will set a precedent for such uh, terrorist organizations and mm-hmm. dictatorship states and eventually will jeopardize the future of democracy, right? So if you're a company, that means you're a little bit uh, capitalist, right, in a, mm-hmm. in a broad sense. Um, and uh, if that's so, that means you're supporting democracy also in some extent. So not taking a stance against this and having zero tolerance against anti-Semitism and terrorist advocating uh, is basically saying it's okay and shooting yourself and other brands in the foot in the long run. Okay, so I think you mixed a couple of things because terrorism and anti-terrorism and anti-Semitic uh, th- stuff is two different things. I think uh, I think that um, the, I think at the end of the day, when you look at a at a, a brand, specifically a public brand, right, and they if 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 it's in the stock market, if it's a it's a brand, the the brand has, the company has, a a, a, f- a few loyalties when you look at it, right. It's got a loyalty to the customers, right, and they need to do right by the customers. But they also have a loyalty towards the stakeholders and the you know the people who actually have the stock, bought the stock. So, if you're now a CEO of a public company, and you decide to go out and support whatever side you decide to support in whatever conflict, and the consequence is that the stock will be. Her, the stock will uh, be affected 
negatively, then you're not doing your job towards the towards your stakeholders. You're jeopardizing the money that your stakeholders uh, put into your company, yeah. be it investors or be it, uh, you know, just the regular people who bought your stock. And uh, and that way you're doing them wrong, and they it's it's like it's like you you're uh, you're not being loyal to them. So it's different with a private company because a private company, you know, if it's a private company, then the, the CEO or the, the the founder or whatever whatever he is is like you can say, okay, that's my money, that's my thing, I can do whatever I want. A public company is very different, and again, I think like there's. When you talk about anti-Semitic actions or anti-Semitic uh, uh, stuff that's going on in the world, that's I think, I think if you look at most brands, it's really easy. It's it's really easy to say no. I'm I'm against anti-Semitism in whatever shape or form. The, on the on the geopolitical on the on the war, which side is correct? Which side is which side is uh, has? I don't know, like uh, which side is right? It's kind of it's a it's it's more of a gray area. Mm-hmm. That that's where you should be. I think where brands should be more careful mm-hmm. about going into. And I'm not saying I'm saying that if you're an Israeli brand, sure you ha- you need to say you need to say something because you're an Israeli brand. But if you're not an Israeli brand, if you're just an Irish brand or whatever, an American brand. I don't see the point of uh, of weighing in. Just to backtrack just for a second on something you said. Yes, of course, uh, public companies are liable for the results they provide for mm-hmm. investors and stuff. But like I was more thinking at uh, if you look at the medium slash long term thing, mm-hmm. this is something we saw in the past, like in all the big historical crisis. If you think about what happened in Russia with communism, mm-hmm. if you look at what happened with Iran, all those extremist uh, things that happened took over, not free trade because it's, it's not exactly that, but, but you had businesses that could do businesses and they took over everything, right? And this, mm-hmm. like you see, the, like, you know, we always hear those days about what's happening in Israel. It's happening now because we are the front line. They're right here, right? And then we see, like, what's happening with ISIS in the rest of the world. It's like, you know, we hear that this is the next, the next step. So if it's being normalized, you know, from a societal standpoint, then on the long run, like what can happen? Mm, yeah. So what you're saying is that being public has two sides. Being public is also being having a responsibility towards the public in general uh, and towards the world. In some extent, because because a lot of companies and a lot of big companies have to be thought leaders, right? So they have yes. to be able to also edu- educate beyond the product, right? Yes. This... I, I, I agree to a certain extent. I'm, I'm, I was looking at it from a point of view of the brand. Should a brand engage in, uh, you know, in saying something political or saying, oh, taking a stance towards, a moral stance towards something? And I, I think that it's a really tough call, but if I was the one running running the brand, I would say no. Let's not let's not get into it. But I do see your point of like taking responsibility of the future in general, the humanity's future or whatever. And when you see we are at a point 
I'm talking about globally, we are at a point, a very crucial point, where you can see, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be kind of doom and gloom, right? Like, uh, but there's a... There is a chance that this is the start of a third world war, kind of. It's it's not on a, in a very low fire at the yeah. moment, mm-hmm. but it could develop in in a, in a couple of weeks into a, a global conflict. Um, and and yes, I see a point of like brands saying, "Okay, I have, uh, I have a responsibility." because I'm so big and because I'm so influential, because like in the past few decades, governments have, uh, the power of the government has diminished and the power of the brand and the, and the, and the power of big corporations, global corporations is now is maybe more powerful than than the countries than the governments themselves like the, when you look at Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg or uh, Satya Nadella or whatever those or uh, Sundar Pichai all those all those all those CEOs now hold the power a much greater power in when you compare it to governments or or the European Union or the 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 United States government those corporations now hold a much bigger power than ever before in mm-hmm. history. They, mm-hmm. You can argue that basically they run the show more than governments themselves. So, so yes, and in that sense, uh, companies, brands have, um, uh, I don't want to say ob- obligation, but have a moral obligation to kind of weigh in and, and say, okay, this is... Uh, what I believe, this is wrong and this is right. Mm-hmm. But from a more practical point of view, for them, it's not always the right thing to gotcha. do. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I, it doesn't, that's like, I separate that. My, my personal opinion is that if they would do that, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's That's wonderful. If Microsoft or Google or Amazon would weigh in and say, we condemn... Uh, 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 that kind of violence, then great. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure they they see themselves as or as as uh, uh, they don't see it as their job to do that. With uh, so many pro-Palestinian marches calling for a ceasefire, should pro-Israeli brands be more concerned about the scale of the pro-Palestinian sentiment? Mm. Yes, <laughs> of course. It's, uh, you know, um, the, the way, the, 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 the velocity, the speed of, of things happening today is unpar- unparalleled to any other time in history. The, um, what happened is that the social networks um made it made first of all made everybody every every man is uh, a, a channel every man is a news uh, uh-huh. a news outlet because every, every man has an opinion in the past yeah sure everybody had an opinion but they 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 couldn't make it hurt so yeah. now everyone is 
a, a, a broadcasting station, a small one, but <laughs> some of them aren't that small. So, uh, so what you see is this kind of. Uh, sometimes it's a herd mentality, but sometimes it's also just the way that the 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 media landscape has changed so much that uh, that things happen so fast that it's it's well, there's a saying that you know uh, a, a stone that one stupid person threw into a well like a hundred smart people would not be able to get it out mm-hmm. right so it's like one one false action can snowball into something like you could not expect because of the v- velocity and ferocity of of the uh, of the way that people react to everything there's an overreaction right the thing is a lot of people make uh, you know they make a living out of reacting to uh, to events right they have mm-hmm. their podcast they have their whatever social and uh, social uh, assets and they they that's they thrive on that so that's another thing that makes a snowball even faster and and bigger so it's uh, I think, like, it's very, uh, uh, to your question, I was just blabbing on, but to your question, um, yes, every every little incident can snowball into something very, very dangerous for a brand. I hear some Israeli uh, companies that have, like, uh, other branches in other countries. Now they're advertising themselves from that country mm. instead of Israeli to avoid any backlash, like... Think about a tech company that developed, like, I don't know, like a small CRM solution. Mm. Instead of saying they're based in Israel, they will say they're based in Spain or in the UK. What do you think of that? Again, you know, as a, a, I, I was never CEO of any company. So I was not, I didn't have to do, I was also always in like creative side and it's easier it's it's easier to sit here and, uh, you know, uh, and do your creatives and not, have to deal with like consequences of but but if 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 I was a CEO where's where where's my first loyalty lies okay or the loyalties okay with the people who invest in the company and with the employees what happens if I decide to be a you know um, I, I say oh no I'm gonna take a stance on this this is too important and then as a consequences as a consequence two months later i need to lay off 50 employees mm-hmm. and have i done right no i have a, a i need to take care of the employees i cannot take chances these are people with families they you know uh, these uh, people who invested yeah. in my company so what is the right thing to do the right thing to do i think in the short term is to make sure that you're able to sustain your company and maybe take actions you know like in a more thoughtful kind of you know in in different ways uh, other than just being very blunt or going out to social media yeah. and being, uh, you know, saying outrageous stuff. I, that's what I think. But I respect 
you know, I respect people who decide to follow their conscience and, and say, okay, I cannot be silent about this. And no matter what the consequences are, I, I'm going to say my piece. That's also, that's admirable, but it's risky. Yeah. It reminds me in a sense um, of brands like Chick-fil-A. You know Chick-fil-A? Mm -hmm. Okay. So they've been notorious for two things in the U.S., right? Their chicken sandwich and being an anti-LGBT brand, you know? And they used yeah. to like completely openly advertise it and that like at least when I was there it got them a lot of uh, issues backlash over the years you know uh, but that's a different topic uh, now we'll switch on the other side we talk about the brand side and I'd like us to talk for a second about the employee side often employees of companies should not advocate their political views on business channels because it can be perceived as representing the company's view and can have you know ramification and consequences on the company side right So since the October 7th, my LinkedIn has been filled with reaction from people from all over the world, right? And my wife also showed me the other day some extract from Slack channels from companies like Amazon and from educating sounding people, uh, I mean in the form, not in the content, uh, posting things full of inaccuracies and misinformed opinions, spreading more, uh, you know, disinformation. So I think I know what you're going to answer to this question, but I would like to recall mm -hmm. Should people be using professional outlets like LinkedIn and others to voice this specific crisis? It's a tough one. You know, it's a tough one because there's no, there's no really right and wrong here. You know, it's like um, you can only say in hindsight, this was wrong to do because it had such negative impacts. And it's really, it's really hard for a company to uh, tell the employees you cannot voice your opinions, uh, like because you know um, companies nowadays more than ever acknowledge the fact that uh, employees have opinions and they have their own lives and they, and they, you know, they should be able to voice them. It's uh, it's that's that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Um, I think I can tell you from my experience, I would not go, I would, I, if I would, if I were to say anything about the situation, I would do it in a more uh, private uh, outlet, let's say, or a more like a, uh, an outlet like, let's say, Facebook or TikTok where I am not perceived specifically as a part of a company. A company. When you go on LinkedIn, it's very obvious. It's got your, yeah. the company's name under your title. You, it's your face and then the company that you work for. Then that's just, I don't, I, I, that's just reckless or just like inconsiderate, you know? Uh, uh, it's inconsiderate towards your uh, uh, your employers that you're kind of dragging them into this without asking their permission just because y you have your snowflake opinions and you yeah. want to mm -hmm. voice them uh, everywhere. You know, you have your outlets. If you go, if you go, voice your opinion on Facebook, and it doesn't say, or it says very in the in a corner that you work for a specific brand, then okay, fine. People get it. People get that this is your opinion. Although, in, in, you know, if you're, uh, it depends. Also, if you're, uh, if you're from senior management, then even if you go on Facebook, and mm -hmm. uh, then and then you can get your company in yeah. trouble. 
And plus, if you if you if you're not sure, then you know you can gently you know find out if that's okay with the company that you work mm-hmm. for. It's like uh, people are very now very kind of say, oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say whatever I want. You cannot uh, tell me what to say. You're, you're just, you know, and that's not true. You know, you live in a, you make a living out of this, of the place that you work for, and it's a two-way street. You, they need to be considered of your needs, but you also need to be considered of theirs. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's a, you know, it's a. You are an employee, but you're, you know, you're also need some, you need to respect the brand that you work for. I'm not sure I answered your question. Uh, you like did a... actually answer to my next question. <laughs> okay. I was I was going to say um, that it feels, at the same time, it feels almost out of place not to address the crisis in every post because of the disinformation going on. And because in a sense, we are mourning. We're mourning as a nation. We are mourning as a human beings. And we are mourning. So it feels almost out of place to comment or to post about anything else, you know. At the same time, business is business, mm-hmm. and it needs to to continue and deliver. So I was going to ask, you know, how do you think business and workers, whether they're you know employees or independent, can strike a balance? You know, what is that appropriate behavior? You know. Okay, so I think I think like there's a difference between taking a stance on political issues or or who's right and who's wrong, and expressing your f- personal feelings you can say this is a tough time for me i'm mourning uh all the all the people who died in vain i'm i'm dreadful of the terrible violence that we've experienced i'm it's different than saying uh, uh, the uh, the the idf should do this and that or the government should do this and that or uh, pointing the finger and whose whose fault it is. It's a mm. it's a it's a very uh, it's a it's it's not such a fine line, but it, it is it is a line between sharing your feelings and talking about facts as you perceive them. Because that's and I know, yeah, of course, there's a lot of misinformation, but I don't think that you know just by voicing a your opinion on what is true and what is not that uh, first of all I'm not sure it's going to change anybody's mind and uh, and and second you know there's a there's a quote maybe it's too crude for this podcast but it's uh, I'm gonna say it anyway you know they say um, opinions are like uh, assholes everybody's got one. <laughs> So, so you know, it's your opinion. So what? You know, it's your opinion. And I'm not saying, of course, there's a lot of misinformation and that's very infuriating and very, uh, and it feels very unjust and it feels very manipulative, but I'm not sure it's your personal job to use your LinkedIn page to... Uh, to demystify all the what you perceive as misinformation. Gotcha. Cool. On this great quote, <laughs> you I like this quote? I think it's you a great. You didn't know it. I'm going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a great way to uh, place to end this episode. Maybe maybe you have some word of uh, end words or something you want to add. We live in a very confusing times, 
in a very confusing time. This is, it's almost impossible to do the right thing. So a lot of the time, a lot of the time, the right thing to do is just, is just keep your mouth shut. That's, it's, it's not nice to say, but when you have responsibility towards employees and towards the stakeholders, that sometimes that's what you need to do. Uh, and on the other hand, as I said, I respect the ones who have the courage to take the risk. So that's it. Thank you, Yannick Golan, for your insights. And let's do this again soon. 